Welcome to the Working Women's Channel. My name is Clara Capano, and we're gonna share the real secrets to success. Come on in. and welcome to another episode of the Working Women's Channel. I am your host, Clara Capano, and I am joined today by the amazing Anita Chan. Anita, welcome. So we're so happy to have you here with us. Thank you so much for having me, Clara. Yes, it is my pleasure. We met probably um, almost a year ago now when we were at a retreat because you were also one of the authors in the Women Who Boss Up series. So another best-selling author here with me. So Anita, do me a favor and why don't you just briefly introduce yourself? Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so yes, I'm Anita Chan, um, owner of Anita spa in San Francisco. I've been in the beauty and wellness industry for um, over 20 years now. Um, and, you know, got the absolute privilege to come across this opportunity to be part of this Women Who Boss Up um, book series. And so um, I am part of the Asian Women Who Boss Up book. Love it. Fantastic. And yes, you're in my hometown area, the Bay Area. So um, it is just always, always love connecting with people from hometown, it always feels so good. Yeah. So, you know, Anita, the whole point of our talks on the show are to really make sure that women from every background know that they're not alone and that no matter what we are going through, you know, we are stronger than we think. And that when we push through, we are resilient, we are powerful, we are brave. And I was wondering if you could share with our listeners, was there ever a time for you where it was really difficult for you to show up. Maybe you were facing a challenge or an obstacle, either personally or professionally. And how, you know, what was that challenge and how did you overcome it and keep showing up in the face of adversity? Absolutely. I mean, challenges happen in life and there's so many of them, but um, I, I think the most impactful one I would love to share, um, and that's for many people perhaps could have been in 2020 uh, when the pandemic hit, I think it was impactful for a lot of people. Um, but being in the beauty and wellness industry in, in 2020, when we were, everything got shut down, we were in the industry that unfortunately the government just didn't deem us as essential. And my business was shut down for pretty much almost a whole year in California, which was brutal. It was very painful to, to go through that. And I had to furlough all of my employees. Um, and um, I, I, I say that it's brutal because not only, you know, are, are my employees out of work and I'm out of work, but my entire career has built, has been built on this business that I've, I've created and to have my identity almost um, be shut down for a whole year gave me an identity crisis <laughs> because, you know, I just was like, I don't know what to do with myself. And I don't know if my business is in 2019, my business was thriving. We we're getting ready to open up a second location in Southern California. The same week I was supposed to go check out a location was the same week that everything got shut down. And so professionally, everything came crashing on me. To add on to that, a couple months into the shutdown in June of 2020, my um, partner at the time um, was diagnosed with cancer. So throughout one of the most difficult professional times in my life, I then also became a, a caregiver for somebody who, who I love fighting for his life. So that was, wow. yeah. <laughs> 
That is a lot. And I mean, so many different things going. Um, I would love to talk first on the business standpoint. I love what you said, because I think it's something that most people don't acknowledge is that especially for entrepreneurs, our businesses do become part of our identity because there are babies in many chances. And, you know, you're right. Here it is, is you had to, you know, stop doing that. And, you know, how do you turn? How do you pivot? Did you, when this happened, how did it change, you know, how you do your business? Did you learn anything? And when we reopen, were you able to, you know, redefine sort of how you were running your business and take any of these new changes going forward? Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately for our industry, um, I own a brick and mortar where people come in to do personal services where we're, we're touching them and, you know, very, very close contact. And um, there was no pivoting, you know, many businesses, they, they thought of ways to do virtual, um, you know, yeah. things. But our service is like it, specifically people have to come in to get the service. And so aside from me, just kind of beefing up my e-commerce for products, you know, there was no pivoting except for having my doors shut, you know, just reminding our clients that, hey, we're still here, you know, and still to this day, Clara, after three years, I have to say, you know, there still is a little bit of like a self, you know, kind of a caution in terms of getting these services. But one thing is we were already trained. This is what our license is all about. We were trained to prevent spread of infection, spread of disease. So in terms of the actual business, in our operations, no, there's not really much we needed to do differently. Even with wearing masks, that was something that because I, my family's from Asia and I worked in Asia. Um, it, so wearing a mask is so normal for us. So we were already actually doing that before the pandemic. So, so really operations wise, nothing has changed. But the biggest change is really my mindset in the industry. So I think that in beauty and wellness, people tend to view that as something that's purely vanity, mm -hmm. that people come and they're just there to beautify themselves, their lashes, their brows, their hair, whatever it is. But the realization actually is that they come for self-care and self-love and the whole mental wellness part of it became highlighted. So my industry, I'm seeing a huge shift in now correlating um, mental wellness and self-care into our clients' um, lifestyles. And so, you know, when we've had first open, we literally had clients come in because they've been stuck at home. And as much as I'm sure they love their family members, they just don't want to see their family members anymore, you know, stuck in the house. And the only touch that they're getting is from their family members. So for me, what we do, we believe in touch therapy. Um, and so the moment I was able to kind of touch them, they would just break down crying and make me emotional because they're like, oh my God, I haven't had somebody else touch me, you know, and just, you know, even being able to see their family members or see, you know, anybody that is able to give them a hug, like giving a hug became something that we're all scared of. Yeah. Um, One of the things that I talk about in my, my trainings and my talks are the fact that, you know, outside of food, clothing and shelter, human connection, true connection is the next basic human need. And we are starving for it. And I think, again, what you are doing is so beautiful. And I remember in one of our first talks that you and I had together is you were telling me about how you were bringing this together and even just creating like a 15 minute um, routine for yourself in doing your, your facial care or whatever doing, but bringing it into 
that idea of I'm doing this for my soul, not just for the outside, but making a whole, again, routine and regimen around how it's just, it's filling up your soul and your insides just as much as beautifying you on the outside. And I thought that was such an amazing way to look at it because it's not just about vanity. It is again about the whole package, you know, in our body, we only have one and we need to start taking care of it. So I just think it's so beautiful how you're bringing that in and really taking it to that next level. Yeah. And I think we're just starting to realize that our mind is part of our body. I think a lot of times people don't see that as like one whole package. Um, but mental health is a huge thing now as we all, we're all seeing. Um, so yeah, we, we started, you know, we, we now incorporate things like crystals and affirmations and meditations into our treatments. And so we always start the treatment with, um, you know, having a client kind of do, you know, those practices, but the, the silver lining from this whole pandemic situation is, um, I then realized the needs of clients, you know, what happens when they are not in the treatment room with me, because people always say, you know, as a statistician, you're, I'm kind of like the therapist as well, right? We, we built this bond and this um, trust. And so, um, so yeah, I came up with a new idea, which is kind of what you're talking about. Um, this new, new business idea is just the realization that, um, you know, clients really are worse. Everybody, not just my clients, everybody's just busy. Um, we're on the hamster wheel. And so we always talk about self-care and, and really what does self-care truly mean and self-care, to be honest, there's a little bit of self-care fatigue because, you know, can we, add another yoga class? Can we do another hour long meditation? Like, you know, how much more can we add onto our schedule? So I realized that it's important to really capture those moments that each person has to themselves in the morning at nighttime and really pair like affirmations and, and meditation to their daily AM and PM routine. So that's not a huge ask, but it's really asking them to, um, you know, be present and practice mindfulness. So mindful skincare is a huge, huge thing. Anybody can throw products onto their, their, their skin, but if they're being present, I guarantee you it's going to give much better results. So really feeling, and it's kind of like working out, right? You can mindlessly work out, but if you're setting that intention, you're going to get better results. Love that. Um, mm -hmm. I would love to switch gears and, you know, um, please feel free to share as much or as little as you want. Cause I know this is on the personal side, but you mentioned, you know, your partner and being there while he was going through, you know, the cancer and that's a whole other, you know, level of showing up. And I think that so many of our listeners and viewers on some level are going through something similar, whether it is themselves who might be sick. Um, again, a loved one. Um, a lot of people, especially in my age, are now dealing with ailing parents and having to show up and again, take on that caregiver role. And it takes a lot, you know, and here you were on top of it with trying to, again, keep your identity afloat and having to be there. You know, how how did you manage having keep to keep showing up when you know, you probably on some levels were falling apart on your own and maybe just wanted to scream, but you had to still show up and be strong for this person that you loved. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really interesting because I, you know, in front of him, I, I never wanted to shed a tear because I felt like, oh, I needed to be strong for him. And then I would have my moments when I talked to my friends and everything would just start coming out. And so the power of our community and, and you know, um, the people around us to help uplift us and them becoming my support. But, you know, you it's really amazing and interesting how we can surprise ourselves on what we're capable of. I think going back to the mind, our mind really always sets limitations and we constantly have this self-dialogue um, telling us that, you know, doubting ourselves. Um, but when you're faced with, you know, you we always hear about the mother who lifted up a car because their child was, you know, when you're faced with those situations, especially if it's something that's life, life or death, you know, something just miraculously happens. And at the end of the day, you just take one step, one foot in front of the other, and you just do it. You just tackle it. And that's really how it is even with business or whatever it is. And so in that situation, I really learned, you know, I couldn't take away what he was going through. He was the true warrior that's dealing with all of the medical stuff, but I had to learn how to be supportive and how to be a good caregiver because there's one way of how we think that we can provide support. And there's another way of how somebody receives support. So that in itself was the whole journey for myself to like learn how to support somebody. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a specific formula that I can give people like, this is how you show up. You right. just deal with it, you, you know, you find a way. But I think, you know, one of the things that I think is really important that you talked about is how you would maybe go to your friends and that's who helped you. And I think that's something that I don't see enough people do is they want to put on the, the happy face that everything's okay and that they've got everything under control. And I think it is so important to know that you have to have your own support system that you can be real with, that you can be vulnerable with and break down to who's not going to judge you, but you have to have that safe space to be real. A hundred percent. And, and even to the point where, you know, I, I found myself in my own healing journey. Like as he was going through all of that, I, it really, it kind of became a mirror for myself because I have always been a very go, go, go person. I've always been very, um, you know, business minded and, and, and reaching for whatever I wanted in life. But then I realized how much I've neglected myself. Right. And so, you know, being able to ask for help and lean on, the people around you who are already there, who love you, who are willing to help was something that was difficult for me. And I, now I'm like, why was that so difficult for me? Um, and even, you know, seeking things like therapy and, and I've even gotten to a point of like doing, um, Reiki healings and, you know, all of that. I, I got to a point where I was just like, I need to, the only way I can be a better support was to also strengthen myself. And get myself in the right space because oftentimes women, especially, um, we tend to really just put everything before ourselves and we put ourselves in the back burner and we get burnt out. And I'm not saying men don't do this. Also, men also have their own set of um, pressures, but we burn out so quickly because we forget about ourselves. Absolutely. Um, another question I would like to ask, and it just came to me. So I, you know, you may or may not have an answer to this, but the idea is, you know, when we went into COVID, your business shut down and that was completely outside of your control. But what I find is so many of us feel that that is a failure 
and that we are failing because our business is failing when it had really nothing to do with you. Did you go through any of those feelings of, you know, feeling either the shame or the anger, the, you know, the disheartening that you were a failure? I still do. <laughs> I still do to this point right now. And I think when I first met you, Clara, when we went to, um, you know, the, the retreat, um, and I, I think you saw me kind of break down when I was on, on the panel, um, because you, you do. And, and this is the self-dialogue that I was talking about is that you start to say all of these things that's very hurtful to yourself because you're like, well, there are these companies who really rose above and beyond, and there's companies who thrived in this situation. And, you know, in my industry, we're still hanging on by a thread. We're still not close to, you know, where we used, where I was in 2019. And so I constantly question, um, and I, as much as I try not to, you kind of do a comparison of like, wow, you know, like, they were able to like, you know, move along and, and come up with all of these things. And so, yes, that that's very natural. You know, there's many things that happen that is out of our control and we, we put it on to ourselves. But the biggest gems that I've got from the healing journey that I went through and this whole experience and working with a therapist is having the tools to really ask myself when I have these thoughts, is this true? You know, if it is true, can I do something about it? You know, I listened to podcasts and then quoting uh, Moga Dot. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's he's the happiest uh, ha happiness um, uh, master. And so it's like, is this true? Can we do something about it? And if we can't do something about it, can we move on from the situation? And what can we do to move on from the situation or how this is where how can we pivot? Right. So it's just having those tools to realize that that dialogue, that voice in our head is not true. You know, most of the time that is there to protect us. And sometimes it's not giving us the, the actual facts that we need to work with. Yeah. I love that question of, is this the truth? Because so many times, again, it's really not, it's the story that we're creating, but then is saying, okay, and if it is true, what, if anything, can we do about it? And I think those are, you know, two great questions that our, our listeners can take in so that when they're, you know, feeling down, when they're feeling the weight of the world, and again, thinking that, you know, they're a failure. I think those are some great questions. So thanks for sharing those. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, you know, you are, you know, an amazing, you know, person, you are running a successful business. I know that you still are working on so much more and you're best-selling author, but, you know, tell us what's next for Anita. Where, what are you looking at doing next for your career? Yeah, so I'm really, really excited. Um, as I mentioned, I kind of came up with a new business idea. Um, and this business is called Miji, um, which is in translation, it means beauty time or my time. Um, and so ultimately what we're getting ready to launch is an app that's going to help guide um, our users on how to do their skincare routine. Because after 20 something years and with the pandemic happening, it was even more apparent to me that people don't know how to use their skincare. You know, they can come see me every month and I could say, use these products. And they're like, well, how, you know, how am I supposed to use it? And so I realized that, okay, we need to make it much easier to guide clients on how to do their AM and PM routine. And if they were to travel to a different climate, how, how can they shift 
the products that they use so that it can be more acclimated to the environment that they're in. Um, but furthermore, the, the main thing is that while they're doing, it could be a five minute routine, it could be a 15 minute routine, whatever time they have, they're actually putting in that affirmation. So that the AM routine will have their auditory affirmations playing so that they can be present in the moment before they run off to do take their kids to school. And then in the evening, they can unwind with a very light meditation as they're doing their routine. And so we're also launching a line of skincare that's going to pair with that, um, that app. And so, yeah, we're building this platform to really hopefully empower um, everybody to take advantage of that little bit of time that they have to themselves and really treasure and make that time valuable so that they can be doing, you know, they're super women, whatever they can do the moment they step out of the bathroom. So fantastic. And I love the name. What uh, I mean, perfect. And again, just bringing that in, because like you said, even if it's only just a few minutes uh, of me time, you know, that can lay the foundation. And I love how you're teaching them. I call it bookending your days, you know, and I love to do that is to start my day and end my day with some sort of gratitude, but then bringing it all together. I think it's such a calming and peaceful way to both start and end your day. So yeah, it's one of the easiest things that we can do to make a world of a difference for ourselves. Absolutely. So Anita, if you could leave our listeners with maybe just one nugget, what would, you know, some parting words be that you would like to leave with them and get them thinking about? Yeah, I I think um, kind of the essence of our conversation is that just trust that you are stronger than you really think you are and always surprise yourself because it's possible to surprise yourself on how you can show up and step up into whatever role that you need to do. But at the end of the day, the only way to do that is to put yourself as priority. There's nothing external of ourselves, no person, no thing, no job, nothing that can give you happiness because you are your own happiness. So that's that's really, I hope people- can practice that. I love it. And I think that is just a perfect way to close it out. I love that saying that you are your own happiness. So Anita, thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing your knowledge with us. I cannot wait to see your new products. So please make sure that you are sharing those with me so I can blast those out to everyone else. And we are going to put all of your contact information and all of your links to everything that you're doing in the show notes. But what is the best place if people wanted to reach out to you right now? Where's the best place for everyone to find you? Yeah, currently the best would probably be Instagram. Um, my handle is at Anita B Spa um, because we'll be announcing the launch of Miji. If people are interested in Miji, there is a Miji. So it's mi-ji.com um, that people can start seeing the, the launch of that. So well, thank you, Anita. Thank you for all the other listeners and viewers. Again, remember, you are your own happiness. You are stronger than you know, and always make sure that you are showing up and carving out time for you time. So thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Working Women channel. I'm Clara Capano, and I will see you next time.